Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dual Screens Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Fontana, and with me, as always, he's over there in that other box. He's Andy Esamakis. How are you, Andy? Oh, you've been missing in action, Mr. Steven. It, For all the scary game, mm-hmm. game scaring you away from the interview show no, that we do every week? <laughs> no, not at all. It would be the time slot in which you record that has scared me away because uh, I am a big working right, boy with right. a big family and whatnot. So, unfortunately, the only thing scary is my work ethic because I don't go to work during the day and <laughs> I do interviews all throughout the week. You hear that? Job don't don't fire him we need he needs his job you hear that Um, place that keeps the lights on we have a special special episode for you this is another bonus episode that's right we jam-packed our october full of spooky games and spooky game interviews and andy got a few later replies and we're not turning anyone down because this is just too much damn fun i just like shot the wad everywhere and i was like (laughs) <laughs> yeah i guess who's you. making a scary game come on the show i yeah. want to talk to you so you had a bonus episode on october 31st and now you are getting a bonus episode tonight on probably the third of november mm-hmm. but folks mm-hmm. we have a guest with us joining us this week is matt mm-hmm. reeves the creator of family is nothing a 1970s slasher like horror game with lots and lots of blood and constant impending dread matt Welcome to the show. How are you? Hello, I am doing fantastic. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Good. Doing well. Um, good. The fall is is officially has officially arrived. We are no longer in fool's fall or third summer <laughs> or whatever the hell happens here in New York. Yeah. Um, fool's fall is it a real term? Yeah, fool's fall is like I've the never September heard that. fall where it's like, oh man, it's sixty degrees, and then like the next week it's eighty five again. It's like, like it's kind it. of fall. Yeah. Yeah, why are, the leaves re- summer. <laughs> why are the leaves regrowing? This is weird. Um, <laughs> why am I at the beach in the middle of October? <laughs> Folks, if you are new to this show, this is the Dual Screens Podcast, the internet's number one indie game developer interview podcast starring two jabronis you've never heard of, probably. The show posts each and every Friday and now bonus episodes here you go on your favorite podcast service of choice including iHeartRadio and spotify and of course our home podbean.com and now ladies and gentlemen this feed that you are listening to the to this on um this is the it's the dual screens podcast it is no longer dual screens podcasts because we have given crossplay podcast its own feed so you will only be getting the dual screens podcast on this feed from now on. So please go subscribe to the dual screens cross play podcast on your favorite podcast service. We are still waiting for approval on a couple of, uh, a couple of um, platforms like Google and iTunes, but we should get approved. No problem. Um, we are on Spotify and you could also just copy and paste the RSS feed, um, which you can get uh, on our website when we post the episodes. So you can get that there as well. You could also find us on Podbean Now, Ladies and gentlemen, let's just dive right in, Andy. I want to know all about this game because mm. I love there is I love the 70s for horror a- mm. aesthetic. Like I just love it because everything already looks like a horror film in the 70s. Mm. Like the hair, mm-hmm. the muted colors, the cars, mm. the puke colored carpeting. Carpet. Yes, yeah. the yep. shag carpeting. All everything it. looks like a horror film as it is. So Andy, I'm gonna put this one on a T and it's now time for the lead off question of the show hit us with it 
Well, I'm going to ask Matt a question he posed to himself from his own YouTube channel. Oh, I um, see. Okay. About eight months ago. Eight months. All right. And that is what happened to horror developer Matt Reeves? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, it's funny. I got a, a comment on that video um, saying posted by Matt Reeves. And I said, it's supposed to be meta. Okay. And then I wrote a comment by Matt Reeves. Anyway. <laughs> I know dad jokes galore for me. Uh, Basically (laughs) it has been over two years since I released a game, um, which is, Mm. well, okay. Technically I, I made a mobile game for another company. It was a contract gig that I got. Uh, I was able to quit my job and make video games full time, which was like my goal. So that was great, but it meant I'm working on someone else's game for a while now. Mm. And that was supposed to be a six month contract and it, I'm literally like wrapping it up finally because uh, it's been, there've been so many delays, so many issues um, and it ended up taking more like a year and a half. So mm. I'm uh, I've been totally out of the loop, but I've still been working on my stuff on the side and then more full-time recently as I'm like kind of just tying up loose ends for this mobile game. Um, but yeah, that's, that's basically it. I, I took a contract gig so I could quit my job and, make video games full time. And so now I'm trying to wrap that up and then transition into just working on my games full time. Hmm. Um, so, so working on this contract gig, um, what I'm hearing here is that you're just, you're bad at video games. So you're bad at Hmm. making them. Um, since, (laughs) since it's taking you so long to, to make things. No, of course I'm just kidding. So (laughs) why don't you give everybody what the pitch here is? What is family is nothing. Well, I'll give you guys the uh, the background story on it, which um, I don't think I've really shared yet. I think I shared exclusive. it on my Patreon. So yeah, technically this is exclusive for yeah, the general is. public. Um, so last Halloween, uh, it every every uh, October I always go, oh, I should do something cool for Halloween, and then I look at the calendar and I'm like, oh, Halloween's in like three days, and so <laughs> that's what happened last year, and. Uh, I was like, I wanted to make a game, just some simple little spooky thing that people could play for Halloween. And I was like, oh, I've got three days to do it. Let's see what I can do. Uh, So I just worked really hard for like three days straight, kind of took like a break from the mobile game. uh, And then I made a lot, like I made most of the house. uh, But then there was just so much that was left to be done. And I was like, there's no way, there's no, way I'm going to have even a, a playable game in this amount of time. So I kind of just put it on the back burner and uh, let it sit as I, I focused on the mobile game. And then once that kind of wrapped up, I came back to it thinking, Oh, this will be, this will be quick and easy. I even started off with more basic graphics, um, not quite PS one, but something, I don't know. I think I was going for kind of like half-life two kind of graphics, like where Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's somewhere between, you know, past and present Um, looks nice, but you know, doesn't look triple a or modern or anything. Um, And then this always happens when I decide, Oh, let's make something more like lo-fi. I always get working on it and then I'll make something that looks nice in the game and I'll go, well, now this looks like crap. And so then (laughs) the next thing I know I've gone through and I've redone all the textures. I've then all my models are too low poly. And so then I go and redo those and, I ended up changing my mind somewhere along the way and going, I I should just make this look like a normal Matt Reeves game. So uh, it's been, you know, I thought by next Halloween. And then, as you know, that has come and gone and the game's not done. 
Uh, so, um, you know, as we've learned from games like Cyberpunk, uh, game development is not a predictable process. Up to a point, it is, sure, uh, especially if you have a full team. But um, if a full team can't even get a game out on time, an indie developer is borderline hopeless. So I don't know who I'm kidding, but uh, I'm trying. <laughs> Is it is it just you on the team, Matt? Yep. Um, I've, I, I'm going to have some voice acting from like my uncle. Um, that's kind of like one of the last things on my list to do. And I do actually mm-hmm. have some voice acting in it currently from uh, Mr. Craven. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. He's a YouTuber. Um, yeah. So, uh, but other than that, like all the, the music and sound effects and graphics and stuff. That's all me. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I think I'm too controlling with like my personal projects to where it's (laughs) like, I I need to just do my own thing. And uh, right. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just that way. I do like collaborating with people when I have time, but when it comes to my projects, it's just easier to just, I know what I need um, and I know how to do it. So, yeah. So So you didn't answer the question though yeah all right okay now real quick just to throw this out there i'm a rabbit trailer we will go down so many rabbit trails just so you know that's fine yeah i'm here with you the adhd brain that i have in here can follow the bouncing ball but Um, reel me back in what was the question what is the game like what what are we doing in this thing um hmm i'm trying to think of like what i can say uh that that doesn't give it away i've kind of made the game in such a way that as soon as you start playing um it just kicks off right away and stuff starts happening um what i can say kind of from what you've seen a little bit from the trailer and from the uh the description it's some house out in the woods you know when i was like i have only three days to make a game originally i was like let's just make a big house we'll do like the classic um survival horror style find some keys you know get a flashlight which normally i don't i don't do that my games have no hud there's no um like key hunt you don't read notes it's more atmospheric exploration Mm -hmm. and then like running from creatures um but in this one i'm like i i have to make something quick so i have to rely on just like gimmicky things that work uh so you're in this giant mansion somewhere out in the forest out in the middle of nowhere um, it's kind of like the late seventies. Um, and you don't really know what's going on. It's not, it's not necessarily amnesia. I know that's like kind of an overdone trope, but, um, we'll just say you're the character you're playing is a little confused. Um, sure. which is one of his lines. He doesn't really um, understand what's going like on, me. Yeah. why he's at this house, but he, it's so familiar and, uh, yeah, basically, there's an axe-wielding lunatic who wants to kill you. I can tell you that much. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But there's, I'm also doing something where it's, it's, I think it's kind of technically a slasher. It's not like a group of people. It's just you, one individual. But uh, I'm there's a much deeper story to uncover throughout the game. It's not like the, you know, oh, who was it the whole time, and then the game's over. I'm trying to to go a little deeper. Um, mm. My games always start simple. And then as I'm working on it, it spirals into this ridiculous concept. And I'm like, how am I ever going to pull this off? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see how people receive it when they play it or, or what they figure out, because I want it to start off where you have no idea what's going on. Mm. Uh, 
but then by the end of the game, you should have a pretty solid idea of what's happening. It should all make sense. So sorry, that's really cryptic. And I don't no, know if that I mean, answers that, your that, question. That paints, I mean, that's how intrigue, it right? should be for a horror game. Yeah. This reminds me, it, it's kind of like... to figure out. Exactly. It, it's kind of like if you were to w- sneak into a movie theater at the end of the horror movie, and it's the final battle between the final girl and the killer. Like, yeah. it's mano a mano. It's time to... Mm-hmm. Let's... Fi- let's All right, let's piece this together. What the hell's going on? The guy's crazy, yeah. and I'm here with the bleeding head. All right, yeah. let's do this. Let's figure this out. And I'll I'll say this too. Um, I assume you guys discovered me because of this game, right? Yes. Um, so I have like six games on my itch.io page. Um, so for people who have like played my other games, they'll kind of understand, you know, what to kind of expect from this game. I make really bizarre games. They're usually really cryptic and confusing. But when I have a chance to explain it, they always make sense. And five of my games, I think there's five. uh, I think I have five jam games and one demo on my itch.io. And all of the jam games, same thing I said happened. I I start off, I got a week to make something. Let's just, you know, do something simple. And then the next thing you know, I've got this overly complicated story. And I'm like, how in the world am I going to tell this in a a short game that I have a week to make? So, uh, you know, two of my games, I've, I've gone back um, to YouTubers who have played them and then left a comment explaining basically what's going on. Because um, usually people play and be like, that was cool, but that was kind of strange. I don't really know what was going on. Then I leave a comment and they're like, oh, that makes so much sense. So this is going to be the first full game that I've released. So my intention is to make something where I don't have to go leave comments for people to understand what they just experienced. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're, you have a comment yeah, from it Matt sounds Reeves. like I did acid. There's your explanation. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds a little, that's like a, a bit of a risky take because I feel a lot of people, like when they play a narrative game, like you want to leave enough breadcrumbs to sort of piece together what's going on. Mm-hmm. Do you leave things intentionally cryptic where it's like, I cannot get what's happening unless I consult you? about the plot or it's in your games if i yeah i i would say look deep enough for what's really happening oh sorry uh that yeah you cut cut out out for for a second second. um i would say that i haven't released enough games to really know that myself yet um because most of my games Mm -hmm. have been jam games um and this is like i said this is like my first full game so i'll have to like I don't know. There's kind of a disconnect in, I know what all is in this game and it all makes sense to me, but for someone who doesn't and they play it, like how much of it is, is going to be obvious and how much of it is going to be like Mm. too out there. So I don't really know yet. I think I'll get a sense, you know, probably the first week that it's out and people start playing it. Um, I like there to be things that, uh, you know, like are not obvious, but are discoverable. I like the Mm -hmm. idea of releasing something that people like me who like to search and hunt things out and be like, what does this mean? This has to mean something, you know? Mm -hmm. I love putting stuff like that in my game because usually um, most things that you'll see in my game have some kind of purpose or metaphorical meaning. Uh, But yeah, usually it's just a confusing tangle of of (laughs) random weirdness. So yeah, I, I guess we'll just have to see what 
what uh how much people can pick up when they play it for the first time but i don't really know interesting yeah because i've yeah. watched like hour long dark souls video essay to see what those games are really about yes. <laughs> it's it's all in the game but it's mm-hmm. just you have to really really you gotta read item descriptions sometimes that's a lot of shit to go through i don't get yeah. time for that to read see, that's that's what i'm of a sword <laughs> yeah that's what i'm into though i love that i love when you could spend literally years mm. understanding a game perfect example my favorite game of all time silent hill one oh I, baby here we go i yes yes <laughs> I, uh, I I saw one of your previous episodes and saw that you love Silent Hill. Love it. It's uh, my all-time favorite. Yeah. Hands perfect. down. Um, so I beat Silent Hill 1 when I was 12. Uh, I'm 33 mm. now. So uh, I've had basically the, you know, since the game came out, I feel like I'm still learning new things about that game uh, each year. Mm. Uh, and I, I love that when I was a kid, I didn't understand anything that was happening in that game. I just love the atmosphere. The music mm-hmm. is amazing. Mm-hmm. Just the creature design. Everything about the game was so cool that I didn't care that I didn't get it. And I didn't need to because that wasn't necessary for me to enjoy that experience. And I love that. I love when games are are super confusing, but you have a good time. You might not be able to say why you had a good time, but it doesn't matter because you had a good time and that's yeah. what matters. So I love that. Um, but... Uh, I don't know what, what point I was trying to make, but somehow we landed in Silent Hill and I figure you're okay with that. Of course. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, I'll, I'll allow it. I will totally allow it. <laughs> so so what's our moment-to-moment gameplay here? What, what are we doing as, as the as the character in this game? Are we, is it puzzle-based? Is it action-based? Is it, like, what, 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 are the, what can people expect to do when they pick up the controller? Um, a lot of running um, and, and not necessarily hiding um, I mean, you can hide in this game, but it's not going to be like, you know, look for a bed to crawl under, look for a cabinet mm-hmm. to hide in. It's going to be more like, you know, just get out of sight. Um, I kind of designed, I mean, it's a really big house and I kind of designed it in such a way that at any specific room, other than a few exceptions, there's some kind of roundabout or like multiple exits. So you're never fully trapped. Um, and there is also going to be uh, a panic room that you can go into and like seal the door shut. So you're like safe. It's like a proper save room that you seal yourself. Um, so that's kind of like a last resort. If you're ever just like, I can't, I can't escape. You can always run there, lock yourself in, relax, take a breath. Um, there's, I mean, in terms of puzzles, uh, it's more just like finding a few basic items. It's nothing too crazy. Um, like I said, this was supposed to be made in three days and then it turned into, well, I'll take a couple months and then that turned into a year. Um, so I've put a lot of polish into something like really simple, but it's more of a runaway. Don't so it's an experience escape. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. I, I, mm-hmm. I appreciate that as somebody who's not like a huge horror fan like i don't seek these games out but when whenever i do experience them i do have a blast and i think that's what's so cool about the horror game genre is that like you were saying with silent hill you didn't understand why you were having fun you didn't get half of it but there's something for everyone in gaming in general and Mm. horror games have a special unique layer where you can be scared you could be frightened you could be intrigued 
you can be educated, you can be the the onion just you could just keep peeling the onion in those games. There's metaphors, there's yep. there's all sorts of, of information being thrown at you. The digger the the harder you dig, uh the more you get out of the experience. Um so I that's something I always appreciated with the genre. And I never played PT, but I hear like that's pretty much the purpose of PT is just it's an experience. There you're not really it's not about what you do, it's about what you feel. It's about what's around you. It's about experiencing yeah. that 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 universe for mm-hmm. as brief as that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And which by the way, PT rest in peace. Uh, that, that was such, uh, such yeah, an amazing it. experience. Um, I fortunately was able to play it before it disappeared off the face of the earth. Um, and it was so funny too. We, uh, we were playing it and uh, we had a buddy who was like, this game isn't scary. I'm like, all right, you play. Mm-hmm. And he was holding the controller as far away from his body as he could. He's like, okay, I don't want to play this anymore. But yeah, it's, and, and he was, he wasn't the type of person to be into horror, you know? And so it's like you said, it's like, it's amazing how, well, I, I have this, this theory about that. Um, I, and I think there's a parallel between like horror movies and metal music. Do you guys like metal at all? Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know how, like, uh some people you you have them listen to metal and it just makes them anxious or angry they're like i don't like this sure you know i i think both metal music and horror like evoke a feeling in you that if you don't know mm-hmm. what to do with that feeling it makes you uncomfortable and so for most people that just translates mm-hmm. to anxiety or or anger or whatever um but if you know how to like channel that it's like free adrenaline you know um and with, with horror movies, like think of those people that like are so easily scared, but they love to watch horror things and like scream, you know? Yeah. Um, there's just something about it that it's, it gets your adrenaline pumping. Uh, and I don't know. It's, it's fun. I love it. Why did you settle on this specific setting, the 1970s to place your game? Cause I feel <laughs> like you're younger than I am. And I was born in the early 80s. So I grew up on 80s slasher. So mm-hmm. like I have reference points of like, you know, Jason, Freddie, all those kind of films. And I'm thinking back to what was big in 70s horror. Like I can think of maybe Halloween or Chainsaw Massacre, stuff like that. Why did you pick this specific era? Sure. To do your horror game. So there's this really weird thing that happens to me. I don't know why, but I will just see imagery in my head sometimes. Um, like I'll just, for no reason, I'll just picture a scene. I'll be like, oh, that would be cool for a game. Um, and in this particular case, the, the way this concept came about, I was falling asleep. Um, and the opening scene in the game, I literally was like laying there like, half conscious and i just saw i mean you'll have to wait until you play the game to see it but it's like basically you sit down in a chair and what you see like i just saw that i don't know why you know the things that your brain comes up with sometimes uh and i was like when i woke up it stuck with me and i was like let's let's go with that and it just kind of built from there and it was you know the wood paneling walls the shag carpet um and also i haven't done anything in the 70s uh you know like i have one game that's technically in the 80s although i don't think anyone 
uh, noticed that it's one of my jam games and there's like a car and on the license plate um, you can see like the years in the eighties, but um, I was like, let's just do something different. Um, so I, even though I'm not super familiar with the seventies, obviously, like I did a ton of research, lots of Googling, looking for the most seventies looking attire and, and uh you know, furniture and things that I could make. Um, so yeah, it was, it was kind of arbitrary, kind of just something I, I saw in my head. There's actually two mm. parts of the game that were from things that I just, you know, one of them, I was totally awake and I just, I don't know why I just, this imagery popped into my head and I was like, that would be really cool for a game. So the, yeah, I this, think, go ahead, Andy. I think, I, th I think you fell asleep one night watching a threes company marathon at nick at night and <laughs> that is those <laughs> there's something about those images got like <laughs> the, the 70s and 80s i think lends itself really well to horror because it's still a relatable people like people are still mm -hmm. recognizable in in the culture but also the technology is that where you know you don't have an instant cell phone where you can just yeah call for help there's yep. you know there's no internet there's no like all of that is is yet to come but the people are still recognizable and so there's a vulnerability there um that you could relate to um yep. in in especially the late 70s uh and and throughout the 80s like when you look at classic films like those older horror films everybody's in a trench coat and a derby and you're like nobody nobody acts like that that's uh -huh. not, those people aren't people like they're not real yeah they're 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 on a stage you know doing a play or whatever um but then when you look at the shining you're like that family is cut off from the world yeah and he's a normal dude yep. who's going bananas this could happen to me i could be mm -hmm. him like i could go cuckoo for cocoa puffs here and start <laughs> trying to want to kill people mm. so yeah. that that's that mm. is my favorite time period for for these kinds of um, films and games i think um mm. you could even get away with early 90s too uh, yeah like pagers and and you know the occasional cell phone and you know whatever yeah i was i was actually thinking about that i watched the original halloween the other day mm. and it's funny how like there are certain movies from that era that like that setting that just whole Thing wouldn't work today because of cell phones you know it's like back yeah. then they they pick up the landline and the lines cut they're like oh no and nope That's no it. phone you're done whereas now it's like <laughs> you're under a sheet and you're texting in the light of your cell phone help or calling 911 you know and uh and there's nothing a, ki a killer's not going to go to the you know nearest transformer and <laughs> take that thing out you he's know not, he's not taking down a cell tower anytime yeah. soon so yeah, I that's that's something I was thinking about, and the the Shining, uh, I would definitely say in terms of the '70s, that's probably my biggest influence. I love that movie so mm -hmm. much. Um, yeah, and and I actually took um, different reference images from the movie as I was working on this game because um, I feel like that just even though I'm I was never alive in the '70s, like to me that's like the '70s. I don't know. Or I guess the seventies in, in terms of horror. Do you, so. do you have the hotel carpet pattern in your game? I have to ask. Cause um, kind of, yes. <laughs> kind of. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, um, the like uh, curtains, I, I, I thought about, well, I didn't want to put the exact pattern in it. Um, 
you know, both for reasons of like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's somehow copyrighted and I could get in trouble, but also I don't want to directly rip it off, but I want something that if people saw it, they'd be like, oh, that's like the shining carpet. So I kind of made my own pattern that's, you know, uh, based on but hexagons. Ju- just and- as unnerving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say, same, you same should go play, uh, you should go play, what's that game called? 12 Minutes? The opening scenes, like hallway is the shining yes. carpet. And I'm just like, oh, there it is. It's just, yep. it's just there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and and I uh, I did watch that game recently, but that was after I'd already made the curtains. But uh, it seems like that's a pretty common thing. Another one of my buddies is he put that pattern in his game. It's just like an easy way to say, hey, I like The Shining. <laughs> I love it. Such nerds. Yeah, <laughs> such nerds. <laughs> so, what are your plans for the game? Uh, you know, when could people get their hands on it and you know, when, what do you anticipate on that front? Oh, as soon as I possibly can. I, uh, you know, people have been asking me that for quite a while now. And every time I say, I'm hoping to wrap it up, you know, within the next month, uh, a month comes and goes. And then someone asks again, I say the same thing. And then that month's gone. And I'm like, uh, at this point, I'm just saying it's soon. Um, I'm working on it every day. Uh, I don't really take breaks anymore. Um, it's like, this is, this is my life right now, trying to finish this and then that I can move on to the next project. Um, so I don't have a specific date yet. Uh, but yeah, as soon as I possibly can, it's a lot of work. I tell you what, man, you throw a Santa hat on the killer, some Christmas lights. (laughs) You got a Christmas release right there, man. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Just some sleigh bells. You're done. Well, if, if no, I did that, then it's, people would it's think... spelled slay, like S L A Y. Yes. Yeah. If I did that, then people would think, oh, That's this has stupid. to do with Christmas, and it it doesn't. But I would love to do that as like a a you know in December, you know, add that as an update for fun, like you know, mm-hmm. Killer has a Christmas well, hat. You should probably put the game out then, because December's around the corner, friend. I know. So I know. December twenty twenty one. No, I, I meant like next year. That'd I, be get fun I, I get you. I get I understand. Yeah. Um, so what's your, your itch.io page and all that stuff? Where can people find all of your previous games and everything like that? Yeah, uh, I believe it's itch.io slash Matt Reeves. Let me double check. That on does that. sound right. Uh, you also mm-hmm. have Families Nothing on Steam that you can uh, you could wish list it. And okay. you also have a Patreon. I do. Okay. So sorry. It's mattreaves.itch.io. Okay. Um, I always forget which ones, you know, the, the, <laughs> it's the website and then the name or the name and then the website, uh, patreon.com slash Matt Reeves. Um, uh, yeah. If you look up on steam family is nothing. Um, I'm not going to tell you the URL because I don't know. <laughs> it's long. <laughs> Store.steampower.com slash app slash one, six, seven, four, three, three, zero slash family underscore is underscore nothing slash that's the one this rolls off the tongue doesn't it just rolls right off the tongue right off the tongue yeah i'm all over the place and you can follow me most socials at uh at matt reeves dev well we're we're not done here matt because we're not not. keep going we're gonna we're gonna pause the recording here just for for a brief couple of moments because i want andy to fix his internet and then we're going to come back oh. for rapid fire. Shit. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> and we're back. And now it is time 
for some rapid fire, Andy. This is our favorite segment of any show ever, always. Yes, it is. And I'm very excited for this. And I'm going to lead us off with one of our classic questions here. Matt, it's very simple, okay? These are whatever comes to your head. You can think about it if you want. It doesn't matter. Um, but this is going to be the indicator of what kind of human being you are. That's what these this mm. line of questioning is all about. What's the dumbest way you've injured yourself? Mm. Oh, okay. I can tell you that right off. Uh, I was in fifth grade. And you know those like monkey bar structures that have like the fireman poles on either sure side? Do. Sure do. Um, I went out there and there was a girl out there by herself. And I get up there and I'm, I'm climbing and she goes, says something along the lines of all the cool kids are going down the pole upside down. And I'm like, you know, my ego kicks in. I'm like, fine, I can do that. And so I climb up to the top and I go upside down and go right onto my head. And I stood up my, my neck was, or my neck was like totally stiff and I could barely talk. It knocked the wind out of me. I was like, there, I did it. And she goes, you're supposed to have someone down at the bottom to catch you, idiot. I was like, <laughs> now you tell me. Uh, as far as I know, that didn't do permanent you, damage. She totally I was, set you up. I'm pretty sure that's your origin story. For the <laughs> no, horror thing. You're, you're, you're making horror games. I think the damage is done. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and there you married you that girl and she's you know, <laughs> in the other room. Go ahead, Andy. Uh, she was his first victim that's his serial killer origin <laughs> story <laughs> yep um what scares you matt sharks really wow back-to-back sharks okay. honestly interesting. I, okay interesting <laughs> i will i will say this not much scares me anymore <laughs> i kind of got to a point where i just things didn't really scare me anymore i, I kind of mm. numbed myself to horror and things like that uh, and then I got married and had children. Now, yeah. like anything happening to them <laughs> yeah. or me being taken from them, there is nothing more terrifying to me than that. that is or so sharks. Dear God. Or Shar- sharks. Think, okay, think about it. Sharks have completely black eyes and rows of sharp fangs. That is literally a horror. So I would think that Jaws, the revenge is like the worst because it's the shark is hunting the family in that movie. <laughs> My TV just. I haven't seen that one. I do love the first movie, though. Yeah. Um, All right. I'm going to give you another quick question here Um, Marvel or DC? Uh, I was never much of a comic guy, but in terms of comics, I would probably say DC and movies, Marvel. you know, because I'm not really much of a comic person, the DC movies I've watched, other than like the Nolan Batman movies, but like the more recent stuff, I just didn't understand anything that was going on. Although Aquaman Neither did was, they. I really enjoyed Aquaman. I did not expect to. Yeah. Because it, um, it, it was a coherent movie with a linear story that had a beginning, middle and end. And had to do with James Wan. So yeah. And it wasn't four touch. hours long. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but even then i'm not i'm not really into like the the superhero stuff like i've enjoyed the marvel movies uh and i've seen a lot of them but i'm way more into like horror violent gory stuff and you know the the clean polished like you know let's let's fight and look like you know our our hair is still nice and clean and straight you know (laughs) just just not my vibe i like gritty okay so with that said uh daredevil 
the series. Mm-hmm. That cool. that yeah. yeah, that was great. Now that's my vibe right there. Yeah. If we're gonna get into like superheroes, that that's it for me. Hmm. You like the grounded stuff. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Andy. Like the gritty. You mentioned James Wan. Did you watch Malignant? I did, and I freaking loved it. Oh my god, it's like the best worst movie I've ever seen in yeah. my entire life. And you know what? Like the things that people didn't like about it, I didn't care about. I was there for the whole thing. You see, here's right. here's the, the thing about me. When I go see a movie, I don't bring my script at my side and all these expectations of what the movie's going to be. Mm. I just go and I go, this is going to be whatever it's going to be and I'm going to try mm. and enjoy it. And because I did that, I had a blast. And I then, love Yeah. That someone let him make that movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> Somebody gave Seriously. that to Greenlight. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about it, but... Just... Oh, Steven, you got to watch it. It's, yeah. It'll change your life for the better. <laughs> Speaking of changing your life for the better, Matt, mm. would you rather have the power of flight or invisibility? Flight. Mm-hmm. I've always oh, loved really? flying. Uh, I think I my earliest... Uh, time on a plane i was like two years old i love uh flying anywhere it's just so much fun and the idea of just like the like being able to just soar out into the the mountains and go wherever you want and and do whatever i just love that so definitely flight i don't care about being invisible (laughs) Mm. Mm. Uh, pineapple on pizza yes pineapple on pizza yes or no absolutely Pineapple and Canadian bacon. I'm all about it. Ooh. Are you Canadian? I, I don't know that. I don't know. That, no, <laughs> I don't know that I would do uh, just like pineapple and cheese, but like the, the Hawaiian style mm-hmm. pizza. Oh, I love it. Well, the bacon saves it in that scenario. That's what's going of on course. there. Like, it could be yeah. <laughs> anything else with the bacon. Sure. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> if you could go, would you rather go? anywhere in time or anywhere in the present instantly. So teleportation Ooh. or time travel. That one's tough. Um, Cause you know, like there's, I think we kind of glorify the idea of traveling to the past. Like, Oh, that'd be so cool to go back into the medieval ages, you know, oh, but then right. you're like, well, realistically, no, that, that wouldn't be. I don't cool. want to like, die of fever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, tech, like, well, I'm, you'd bring back your immunizations and your and you know what I mean. Your your sure your antibodies. So maybe you could survive it. Who knows? Yeah, I uh, I I love like the yeah. the medieval era, the music, the castles, all of that. Um, so I guess I would say I'd rather just go to Europe right now and go look at what's what's left of that era. That's fair. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what was the last horror game that let you down that just didn't quite deliver? Hmm. Uh, I think it would have to be visage actually. Um, Ooh, yeah. I, the, I was so excited for that game and to be fair, I haven't played it all the way through, so I don't, I don't have like a, a totally fair opinion, uh, and I played it before it was a complete game. So there's that too. But I, it's it's in my mm-hmm. Steam library waiting mm-hmm. to be played. Um, I played the first chapter after, you know, following it for like two years, highly anticipating it. Loved it. I thought Lucy's chapter was amazing. Then uh, I played Dolores's chapter. 
mm-hmm. couldn't i played it for like two and a half hours didn't know where i was what i was doing i don't know if i bugged myself out of being able to complete it because i talked to a lot of people that that happened to there were so many bugs that like they literally couldn't complete that chapter and i think that happened to me um mm-hmm. but it just even by that point i was like this didn't impact me the way that lucy's chapter did and i don't know if it's that the charm wore off by the time i got to the second chapter especially like waiting that long or if it's just the first chapter was way better i don't know but i'd still have to play the whole game but yeah i haven't i haven't felt like a strong need to since that so Mm. yeah i think definitely that game you get a letter that you have to go and assassinate basically like a top politician or whatever type person. You're allowed to have one partner and it has to be a horror icon. <laughs> Who are you taking with you to assassinate this person? Ooh. Uh, I think I would say Candyman. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You want the supernatural? Just, okay. His mm. his ability to talk to people like almost omnipotently, where they can just hear his voice. Um, he can just show up anywhere, and then, like, okay, so in the original Candyman movie, have you guys seen that? Yes. That movie. Yep. That's like yes, yes. Top. That might be my second favorite horror movie of all time. The, the scene where he shows up and, and kills the uh, like psychiatrist. Um, and then he just mm-hmm. like crosses his arms and like flies backwards out the window up into the sky. Who knows where, like <laughs> just goes wherever he wants. So definitely that he's, dude. He's freaking Dracula. Yeah. Andy, we got time for a couple more. Yeah. But I was just, the risk there is like, they'd have to summon him. By saying his name in the mirror. I just go hide That's, in the bathroom and go, you know, there you go. Yeah. Cause and, he's not, but gonna how, is he going to, well, I guess it because no, Matt would be that, candy boy, but yeah. Cause that's the thing. Cause remember Helen summoned him <laughs> and he would, so he would have to true, be true, like, true, true. I would have to be his Helen, I guess <laughs> for that to work. So <laughs> if that were the case, definitely. Yes. <laughs> Andy, I'm mm-hmm. curious. Who would you pick I would to like, go assassinate somebody? Oh, I, I, I was going to answer. I'd pick Chucky. It's a doll. <laughs> you just plant them somewhere, and then, you know, that's it. He'll do all, <laughs> the whole job for you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I do. If, like, the target's got a kid, oh, it was a, you put the doll in a little brown paper wrapping with the bow on the doorstep. There you go. And then just go to bed. Job's over. Go to the beach. Have a cocktail. I'm assuming point. I assume that whatever I'm killing, whoever I'm killing is geriatric. So I'm going with mm. the blob and I'm disguising it as a jello mold. Nice. <laughs> Go for it, man. <laughs> Just eat up the whole damn place. <laughs> yeah. Yo. The blob killed kids, dude. The blob ain't no slouch. That kid. That's the, a one fast motherfucker. Just go. That kid. And kill everything. As long as I have my anti-blob <laughs> suit on, I'm good. The Blob is a good movie. <laughs> now that's the ice cream. That's all you need to fight the Blob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt, that's like that's like in the Holy Trinity of horror remakes. It's the Blob, the Thing, and the Fly. 
those three movies are like the best horror remakes you can watch. Now, now, do you say the thing? Best. Well, the thing remake was technically a prequel. Is that why you say no? It's the, best? the John the John Carpenter no oh, no no John Carpenter, John Carpenter thing is actually space. a remake of mm-hmm. yes 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 gotcha gotcha okay. Which, by the way, the 2011 the yeah, thing, that thing that prequel trash. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. It went seamlessly into the original. Why? With the CG monster effects? I know. Look. Yeah, okay. Look, I give it some I, points for I that. Can for, I can forgive that. Freaking I know nerds. that that's like totally against, you know, what the thing stood for. <laughs> no. The practical effects were brilliant. But as a Zoom movie. call right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fired. I'm sorry. Well, before you guys go full nerd and fall in love with each other, we have the final question here, Andy. <laughs> All right. The final question. It's just they use the metal the metal fillings of their teeth as like the blood test fill-in. It's the same movie. It's so <laughs> yeah. original. Uh, but I digress. <laughs> yes, please do digress. Okay. Matt, this is the final question. It is pretty much the hardest question you're going to have to answer mm-hmm. in your entire All right. life. Mm-hmm. Um, entire life. N- naming your children, easy peasy. You know what I mean? Asking mm-hmm. your wife to marry you, easy, simple. Anything else you've ever had to do, just easy, uh, pick a, a university, whatever. But this one, this is top, top tier. Mm. And it's a simple question. As a matter of fact, babies have answered this question before. Mm-hmm. The question is, Andy or Steve? Oh. Oh. How dare you? That is a hard question. Camera two, camera one. (laughs) Well, I seeing as I I just met both of you, how am I Mm -hmm. supposed to pick? Well, you have a lot in common with Andy with the whole horror thing. How how about neither? (laughs) Acceptable. That's acceptable. That is acceptable. Yeah. I've talked to Andy the most, so if I had to pick, Mm. and we both love the thing and silent hill so you said horror is not really your thing so yeah yeah you're making me pick i mean i'm your i'm here's the thing i am your target victim though (laughs) like you have an audience that likes it and then you have the victim who you could really torture with your games steven is the guy that dies looking for the cat in a horror movie. No, I am the I am the funny friend that dies right before the end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is well established. We've I've gone over this in every group of friends that I have. I am the goofy guy that the audience loves, and then when he dies, everyone's sad about it. That's who I am, Andy. Mm. Well, you know what you are. All right, I'll get you're you're the hot opening girl. Like it's so easy. That's what you are. You're the okay, opening so, girl. So, so you can die and everyone will be sad for you. Everyone will be like, oh mm-hmm. shit, a lot of murder happened to that person. Yeah. Yeah. Like we get to see the brutality happen across. Actually, that's who are we kidding? You're the killer. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that is going to bring us to the end. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> pretty obvious. That is going to bring us to the end of the Dual Screens podcast. This episode was absolutely fantastic. If you want to follow us on social media, we are at Dual underscore Screens. I am at Batchild. Andy is at Pants Guy. And Matt is at Matt Reeves Dev. 
Um, we'll have all the links for in the show notes for you to click and, you know, follow all the pages and, and all that fun stuff. And if you want to support us on Patreon, it's very simple. Go to patreon.com slash NDS podcast. We want to thank our Patreon producers, Colton, the apprentice Nestler, FNH Paul and Vegas girl on fire. We cannot continue to grow without all of your support. So thank you so very much for everyone. And remember, if you want to be in a discord with us, game developers, voice actors, whoever, you had the one dollar is all you need into the the patreon and you get into that vip discord we talk all day with each other it's a great place to meet people who love video games and love indie games and we would love to have you there again that's patreon.com slash nds podcast and before we go i want to remind you now we have separate feeds for our shows okay i know that we used to have everything on the one feed no more you must, must, must subscribe to Crossplay on its own and Dual Screens Podcast, which you are listening to anyway, unless, of course, you're watching on YouTube, which in that case, you don't have to go anywhere. It's all on the same YouTube channel. Um, Matt, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for, for being here. Uh, I can't wait to uh, be terrified and, and play your game and run away from a murderous, crazy person. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. Absolutely. Andy, thank you. Of course. And as always, it's been a lot of fun. It has been. And as always, please be excellent to each other.